join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodwows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This is Dark Dorset. A podcast of weird horses. Welcome to Dark Dorset episode one. I'm Ross in Dorchester. And I'm David in Wareham. And this is um, our, the inaugural episode of our um, newest podcast, all about, about weird stuff in Dorset. And um, the first weird thing we're <laughs> going to be looking at um, is something which me and David have talked about, but I think probably as long as we've known each other. Is the Many wood- years. Many years. The Woodwows. So this episode is brought to you by my um, local beverage, is uh, a bottle of a Dark Ages Vanilla nice. Porter by from uh, Copper Street Brewery, which Copper Street Brewery is a small microbrewery by Dorchester train station down the around the corner from me. Um, I don't know what it doesn't smell like vanilla, but it says here. <laughs> I'm going to read off the back. What does it taste like? I haven't tried it yet. It tastes like vanilla chocolate. It's very nice. Lovely. It's yeah. not the it's not the one you sent me the photo of the other day. Oh no, that that's for the next episode, David. Which is, oh, so this one. Drunk that. It says, unlike the Dark Ages, there's no mystery to the character of this robust porter. A complex base of six malts provides a rich, satisfying body, which is supplemented with the bitterness from northern brewer hops finished with the challenger hops to generate a delicate floral aroma. David, do you know what a porter is? What the difference between a porter and what is it? It's like, um, it's one down from a stout, I think. So it's like a traditionally kind of a winter beer mm-hmm. um but it's not as heavy as a stout okay. yeah like a guinness a guinness would be like a stout mm-hmm. you know very thick and opaque or a porter you can see a little bit more light through but it's generally dark um i want to say they're quite northern but that that might just be terribly prejudiced mm. but they're delicious aren't they it's very nice i, I highly recommend this one this would be my, my drink of the evening a, yeah there's what they make at cern abbas called gert coconut stout something mm-hmm. and it's a it's rum and coconut flavor Ooh. and it's about eight percent oh this is it, only yeah. a only 5.5 so this is this is oh, a 5.5 episode um, <laughs> uh, so I, I thought there would be like a crossover between local um folklore and stuff like that and beer because i'm i feel like that's it, this is the sort of stuff you would talk about in the pub over yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, when I went to get my local beers, I left it to the last minute and I was very disappointed with my local uh, nearest place to buy bottles. Um, don't frequent there very much, more of a pub drinker. But, so I didn't get anything nearly as local as you that mm-hmm. you can walk to and back within half an hour. Um, I've got a beer from Bristol uh-huh. uh, by a brewery called Buckham that mm-hmm. I did think were in Devon. Yeah. And it's better pronounced Buckham, obviously. <laughs> uh, and I've got their Gorham. IPA, holding up to the camera, and it's named after Gorham the Giant. Oh, nice. Which I thought was uh, very suitable while I'm talking to you yeah. to have a beer named after the giant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's Bristol's legendary giant was no, was no stranger to a well-crafted diet. Fortunately, neither are we. I can't read his fancy glasses. Blah, 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 blah. Gorham towers above all others. So how, so does, your, how does your smell and taste, David? Uh, Smells like beer, mm-hmm. and it tastes like beer. Very good. It's it's an IPA. It's very nice. Actually. It's very sweet. It's five percent. Okay. It's uh, 
Yeah, and it's quite cold, which is nice on a day like today. I don't think we'll ever we'll, we'll ever do a kind of beer review podcast, will we? Not, no, not at this yeah, no, level. Yeah, definitely. Without well, you you know a little bit more about them than I do. Um, so hopefully you'll bring that that the, the beer knowledge to this, and, and maybe we'll learn something um, over over the time that we're doing these podcasts. Maybe. So David, um, yes. Woodwows. So, so we've been. Um, I think we bonded over a love of of hairy men. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice to talk to a hairy man without looking in the mirror. Yes, um, and I think we we I think some of our earliest conversations were, to, were about um, Bigfoot and and the such. And I, I seem to were. remember that I did some research to see if they were Dorset based um, Bigfoot, and that's where we found out about the Woodwows. And that was years ago because we, I think we went a walking in the woods, didn't we? Trying mm-hmm. to look for their nests yeah and dens and um scare your kids with it yeah. um but it that was that was maybe 10 years ago or so yeah it's ridiculous uh, but it was nice we went out recently as well yes um and we went to the traditional home of the woodways so yeah so you've done some research and found where where do the woods where do the woodways live live <laughs> well the the Dorset Woodwows is famous for living in Yellowham Woods. So I've looked up Yellowham in my Dorset Place Names book, which I yep. think is going to be a, a regular um, feature on our podcast. So Yellowham Hill and Woods in Puddle Town. Um, the earliest known uh, reference to it is uh, Glowam, which was in 1270. And so in that, uh, the two words, uh, G-E-O-L-U, Gu, gu, and ham mean yellow and enclosure. <laughs> so um, they think uh, that the yellow was is were looted over the soil or yellow flowers in the area, but it's been called that since um, at least uh, twelve seventy. That's 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 very good. That's that's before the uh, Dorchester bypass was built. <laughs> before the A thirty five, which yeah. is very close to um, uh, the poor yeah. and bus keep them up. Um, so I think it was originally it was a it was a bigger forest with with actually a lot of heathland there. Mm-hmm. But in the the Second World War it was cleared, um, and a, a kind of pine plantation built um, or planted instead. And I think that's where a lot of the Puddle Town Forest comes from, which mm-hmm. is on the other side of the of the A thirty five. But we we stuck to Yellowham Woods, which is uh, is the traditional place of the Woodwows. We had seen some videos on YouTube for that uh, one recently, actually from this year, uh, and I don't think they were in Yellowham Woods at all because we couldn't find a car park whatsoever, could we? No. Um, when and, and the, all the tracks we were we walked up were a lot wilder. We did see some bits of say private property, and we did steer away from those. Um, because doing some research online, it, it, we was warned that there were certain parts we shouldn't be going into. But th- this did look like it was a legitimate track, I think, um, because it did have some like information about you know where we are and how to call for help and all that kind of stuff which I've, i don't think i've seen in 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 parts no, in this country no. which was a little bit like ominous that are we going to need to have um well i think it's 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 um either for two reasons one is that as part of Puddletown forest it comes under the same kind of jurisdiction of the forestry commission and there's lots of mountain biking it's mountain huh? biking mountain bike tracks oh okay um like off-road tracks through the forest so it's it's very popular with cyclists, which can come a cropper and need to phone for emergency services. Mm-hmm. Or there are wild men living in the woods yeah, might uh, that the do attack young girls and drag them away. Yes. So, um, and that's that's 
really the legend, I suppose, Woodrose, isn't it, that dates from the kind of 8th, 16th centuries is, is about these wild men living in the woods. Tell us about that, David, because you were telling us that um, that part of town was uh, a, a sp- specific sort of um, area for outsiders to be, to be encamped. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I read that Yellowham Woods was, a, was a, almost a barrier to Dorchester. Um, and if travellers were coming through and the Dorchester town folk didn't like the, the look of them, they wouldn't let them into town. Mm-hmm. And so you'd get encampments of travellers in the woods, in Yellowham Woods. Some would only stay a night or two and pass through. Others might kind of, you know, be there a bit longer. Um, and if that was the case, people used to sneak out from the town after dark and terrorise them, mm-hmm. um, set fires and throw stones and, and the likes there. Yeah. yeah. Which I can imagine doing today if we'd stayed there. Yeah, exactly. So the um, there were also some... Dip- so we we've done a video uh, of our trip to Yellowham, so um, there'll be a link to that on um, on the show notes for this uh, episode. Um, we've also got a Dark Darcy YouTube channel, so go and look that up. We're on there. Uh, but something you did tell me, which I I felt uh, somehow when I did that video, I filmed yeah. most of it upside down, and half of it when that's, I thought I was that's recording, itself. yeah, it's half of it when I thought I was recording, I wasn't. So I've got a lot of footage <laughs> of inside my pocket. So. <laughs> Uh, so I completely missed a bit when you were telling me about all the different ways that woodwows can be pronounced. So yeah, so when I think when when we first started looking for him, I was under the impression that that last that S was a D. Okay, and I, I think we were calling it woodwode, which I th- I quite like the sound. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah, it sounds better in the mouth, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, but woodwode, so it's it's W O S E, which is um, old English for man, so man of the woods. But I've, I've heard it pronounced um, wood woos, mm-hmm. uh, as if it's got two O's in it. And I also heard it called wood wouse. Oh. <laughs> a bit like a mouse. Yes. A wood wouse, but yeah, I'm not. I'm quite, not sure. quite the ooze. Ooze. Yeah, there's, wood a wood, bl- there's a wood woose. Loose. about this hoose. <laughs> what else have you learned about the wood woos, David? What else have I learned? Well, the, the, um, uh, the thing I think that got our attention last time was the fact that there's some discussion about whether the wood goose is is a bigfoot or is just a wild man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line um, that caught our imagination were, were that the wood woos used to lure young ladies into the woods or kidnap young ladies, take them into the woods, um, impregnate them, and then let them run back to Dorchester. Uh, and I think there was a there was a line. Um, when a young lady was up in court and she and she says, no, Your Honour, um, I've been impregnated by the, the wild man of Yellum Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could just be a, you know, a, an excuse for keeping the father of your unborn child secret yeah. when, you're, when you're doing things you shouldn't out of wedlock. Um, it, but it could actually be a wild man or a Bigfoot. If the Woodwose is actually a related to Bigfoot, type is, is actually a beast then having sex with humans um kind of impossible improbable um but it does mean that there could be hybrids running around dorchester of half humans half wild beasts yes um, and that could mean that there are still descendants of woodwows um out there today and and the uh, there were stories that these these hybrid offspring um weren't really seen or noticed because they would take jobs in the fields and on the farms mm-hmm. and never really go into town mm-hmm. um, 
And I must say, looking around Dorchester today, I, I know a few people in the villages. And I think they're just as airy and wild as we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that idea. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that it'd be interesting to see at what point uh, a Woodrose was considered to potentially be a non-human rather than just someone who lives in the woods. Because I feel like maybe like the idea of Bigfoot and uh, Yeti and stuff, may, that may have come from uh, other countries, you know, yeah. something which uh, come from native, uh, uh, native, what do you call them, First Nation people in America or um, uh, people in Tibet. And then we maybe sort of put that over this existing legend we had of a wild person who, who lives in the woods. Um, I, I can imagine that, you know, there were people who, would, who wanted to keep themselves separate from other people. And, you know, mm. I've got um, quite a lot of books here about like witchcraft and stuff like that. And, it, you know, and it feels like we humans have got a, a, uh, a great history of um, ostracizing people who are slightly different to them, giving them names, yes. othering them, Making sure that it's 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 someone you can almost uh, put sort of bestial um, connotations onto, them, so therefore make them less human. So therefore, it lets you off the hook from being absolutely horrible to, to other people. So you know, it feels like that's probably what where this came from. Um, but I think something else which um, we uh, 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 we found is that. The Green Man, the legend of the Green Man, that could be something which is, again, a crossover between uh, the idea of yes. the Woodwows as well. So yeah, and, and I was reading today, Ross, that if you were living in the woods, and I can't imagine there's that much food around at certain times of the mm. year, and especially if you were being ostracised from a community and you were you were poor and you had no money, you had to fend for yourself or, or all of a sudden, um, or chose to you know, fend mm. for yourself, then you could get very near starvation. Mm. Um, and there is... Um, as a result of starvation, the body can grow very fine hair all over. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a scientific thing. So the hairy men of the woods could mm-hmm. have been these these wild men that chose to live alone or were kicked out of their communities, very very hungry, and started taking on this hairy appearance. Oh, that's that's yeah. grossed me out. Well, I've, <laughs> I've I've started a day or grossed out um, because we've got um, some like ferns in our bedroom yeah. um but because it's been so hot um this is uh, we're recording this in july of 2022 Two. yeah i can never just after that. the heat wave exactly so we've had all the all the shutters shut in our bedroom so it's been very hot and dark um and i've opened up the blinds and there's mushrooms growing in the bottom of, of our um <laughs> of our uh, ferns which grossed me out because i just felt the idea of like spores and stuff being in the, in there um, so then my first thing I Googled was, um, can mushrooms grow on people? Uh, <laughs> and then I found a picture of... Um, you've, got, you've got to shower at least once a week, right? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but there was pictures of... Um, there's a, well, Google started saying, can mushrooms grow in people's ears? So obviously I clicked on that and showed this picture of the mit- microscopic little mushrooms growing in people's, inside people's wow. ears and stuff in it. Yeah, so I've been grossed out all day. Now the idea of um, tiny hairs growing on malnutrition, dirty men in the woods has just just tipped me over the edge. Now. But I think, if, yeah, if you were walking through the woods and you saw a group, a, a solitary man or a group of men like that, that mm. would that that would 
get you talking, wouldn't it? When you got back home, that's that. That is how these some of these folklores, I think, probably come into. So we didn't find any hairy men in the woods, but we did find something quite strange. And oh my god, yeah. So we, um, after watching a couple of videos on YouTube that um, were very effective at um, giving you goosebumps, but they were quite easily to see through and, and pretty much fake. Um, we decided not to go to Yellowhead Woods at night. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is good because we didn't really know where we were going. The path we, the tracks we took through the woods were quite overgrown on forestry track. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started off uh, quite jovial and taking the mick. Um, we saw some pulled down, crossed over trees mm-hmm. almost straight away, which, mm-hmm. were, which were quite weird. Um, so they must have been about 20, 30 foot tall trees, mm-hmm. uh, possibly a diameter. Of, of no more than no more than kind of eight inches but they were the tops were pulled all the way down to the ground so mm. it bent like an over this big arch mm. and another tree was pulled over the top of that so it made a kind of cross on the arch and that was i've never seen it i've never seen a tree in that shape no as david said unnatural unnatural um and obviously there's this spooky thing about you're not being able to film anything mm-hmm. up upright and mm-hmm. or, or out of your pocket so that was that was kind of weird but yeah, so that was the first thing we saw. Um, we saw a few footprints that we think we could easily uh, describe as, as as being kind of dog or deer, or mm-hmm. uh, you know they weren't that big. Um, there are a few things moved in the trees at mm-hmm. times in the bushes that kind of uh, made us stop walking and talking, mm-hmm. and freak out a bit. But then you could see a you know a bird leaving it or a or um, a squirrel. Um, at times, and I, and I think that so we walked. We walked to one end of the path. We took the right turn, and, and that became a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we headed back on ourselves. Um, the left, towards the end of the left path, that's when uh, when things got a bit more interesting. So first off, it's mostly uh, coniferous. That's right. Yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of pine forest, mm-hmm. uh, very mature kind of pine forest, and. At the end of the left-hand route of the path, we found the only oak tree. Um, had quite a girth on it. It was a, it was a girthy um, oak. Yeah, good old good old girthy oak. Um, you couldn't couldn't get your arms around if you hugged it. So so easily over a hundred, two hundred years old, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big tree that would have stood there right at uh, would have seen a woodrose if there time. was at woodrose yeah. times. Uh, and at that point, we <laughs> we decided to leave the bar and walk through the thicket, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's where things got quite interesting. So first of all, we saw um, a witchcraft type mark on the tree, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a picture of that. Um, I, I I don't don't know. It's, it was kind of like a almost like a shield with like spikes on it, but yeah, it was obviously someone had carved a, a shape in, into the into the tree. Um, for what purpose? I don't know. It it been there a while. It, it didn't look like a it didn't look like a wayfinding mark. No, or a forestry that you know, like cut this tree yeah. down mark. No. So that was that was a bit spooky, and that's where things were interesting. Then, um, then we saw a leaf, didn't we? <laughs> Hovering <laughs> like a ghost. So we're wandering in and out of these. It, it was quite quite thick, quite brittle lower branches because they're dead. There's not much light in in there at that point um it was very dark it was very brown very dry um got sunglasses on which is good because some of these branches were kind of poking our eyes as we were walking through with our hands in front of our faces 
And then all of a sudden, there was a flash of bright green, mm-hmm. which really stood out from the, the darkness. Um, and it was a tiny little leaf. Um, I don't remember seeing any trees with leaves around. And it was just floating, floating in midair at our eye level. Mm. And it was, it was um, kind of dancing around, wasn't it? Going mm-hmm. an inch or so to the left, an inch or so to the right, up, down. And it was, it was really spooky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that. It, it was almost like it was caught in a cobweb. It was almost as if it was in a cobweb. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, we're not going to be cynical and, and, and say that, you know, it was obviously something supernatural, not just a leaf in a cobweb. Obviously. But, um, and that's, that's on our YouTube. That's, video. On, that's on our videos. Check that out. Yeah. Um, but, but then, then that, all of that aside, the actual thing which was spooky. Then the kind of shit hit the fan, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It was, we, we almost walked into it, mm-hmm. um, and it was quite, quite grim, <laughs> quite disgusting. I poked it with a stick at one point, and you told me not to. Yeah, it made me feel a bit and sick. It fell apart. Yeah. So I don't know how to describe it. Um, it was, it was like, um, uh, it was like the pounce of some of a Alsatian or something. It was, it was hair, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was a quite it a size, yeah, size of a lump. clump of hair stuck in a tree. Head our kind of head level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a. If you picked it up, it would be it. a very good couple of handfuls. Yeah, you know, it was. It was the. But it was. It was like it was attached. The, it, was a, it was attached to skin. It wasn't just hair. On, it wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't one color. It was kind of white, then black, then white again. So it was like, it, and it was very coarse hair. Yeah, and a, probably about an inch, inch and a half long. So it. It definitely wasn't a cat. Mm-hmm. It could have been I, a dog. It was very wet and it, it had been there a long time, and it was rotting and manky. But it looked badger. I maybe? mean, it, badger. I, I, I really don't. I've sent it to a few people who are very outdoorsy people, and no one can tell me what it is yet. Um, but, but yeah, like, it, it, I don't know how that thing horrible. got up on into that tree. So something could pull that off of, yes. off of an animal and put it up in the tree. So it's either some food that the woodwows has put there to come back for later. Yeah. Or he could have been, uh, there could have been two other guys looking for woodways and, and the woodways has run through the forest to escape and hide. And, and ripped just a chunk of itself off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was It was horrible. most likely neither of those things, but whatever it was, <laughs> it was gross and it was, I can't see how naturally something, a lump of something's hide could have been like suspended in, yeah. the, in a tree like that. So check, check out the video and tell us what you think that was. I, I think also we, both you and I had just watched the film, The Ritual. Yes. Uh, and in that film, there's a group of uh, hikers from the UK who are on a boys weekend and they, they're walking through the mountains of, uh, are they meant to be in Sweden? Uh, and they take Sweden. a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. They take a shortcut through the forest and they get lost and it's dark and they, they look up and at one point, there's a huge carcass of a deer suspended in the trees, mm-hmm. slit open, dripping on the floor. Um, so it was very, re- apart from the fact it was smaller and it wasn't fresh, it was very reminiscent <laughs> yeah. of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and just to say, if you, if you want to do here a review, me and David review that, go to um, my other podcast, which is called General Witchfinders, which is a, um, a horror podcast. And we had David on as a, a guest reviewing that uh, film. So uh, General Witchfinders. Uh, we do something called Folk and Howl, which has like folk horror stuff, and there's an episode on there about the ritual. Go and check that out. 
Uh, so I, I completely ruined our flow there with a <laughs> with a plug, yeah, but you know, okay. it's all it's all about cross pollination, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, we 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 saw that. We then saw um, a very lo- a big fallen tree that mm-hmm. would make the perfect place to sit. So um, within view of that scraggy <laughs> hair thing, yeah. um, we sat down and we sat down for about an hour. Um, we made ourselves a coffee uh, on a little stove, and we we did what the Bigfoot hunters do on the the American TV show, and we. We whooped and we hollered and we called and we threw stones and we banged sticks, hoping um, that a woodways would reply. And it, I, I've read something tonight online, Ross, that said mm-hmm. in 2014, mm-hmm. um, someone did go to Yellowham and they did knock on the trees and something knocked back. Oh. But whatever was there then was not, not, that, not at home when we were there. No, afraid not. Um, but we did see a llama which David mistook for a giraffe. So... Um, you know, yeah. Even if we did see something, <laughs> it wouldn't be a reliable eyewitness account because yeah. David can't tell the difference between a llama and Honestly, a giraffe. Fuck me, it's a giraffe. <laughs> it, had a, it had a very long neck. Yeah. Some sheep walked past the other side of a fence, and yeah, yeah. and then there was yeah. There's those small kind of bird things as well, mm. like turkeys or not turkeys. <laughs> not turkey. That's a conversation we've had earlier today. Not turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Partridges or something, weren't they? Yes. So, David, giraffe. have you had any yes. other additional Woodwose facts which you, you need to spare on us? Because I can see that we're coming up to our half hour. Well, the, there is, um, since the 16th century, the most famous sighting is in Salford in 1982. Oh, 1982. Uh, 1982, in, yeah, in, in Salford, Manchester, where a couple of girls were in a park and one of them, She's described as a Bigfoot hunter, but she was 15 at the time. So maybe, <laughs> I don't, don't think she was a famous Bigfoot hunter and, and when she was, she was 15. Yeah, and she was in Salford. So I don't know what, <laughs> what she was looking for a Bigfoot in Salford for. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she, she turned around and saw um, a, a Bigfoot or a Woodwows looking at her from the hedge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked, apparently it looked kind of puzzled and then went, kind of turned and, and ran away and, and they went home. Okay. <laughs> So compelling, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 2014 apparently was the last I say sighting, but uh, that sounds yeah. encounter with the Woodways and Yellowham Woods where one did knock back. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think we need to go back and and okay. leave it, leave it another offering, in, yeah, and knock in, some in more wood in the in Yellowham. So, David, what do we think is Woodways Wheel? Woodways Wheel, yeah, I think. It's a very good excuse if you're if you get pregnant out of wedlock exactly. when when it's legal. I think I think there are too many depictions of hairy, wild, green men mm-hmm. in UK kind of culture dating back centuries. You know, they're mm-hmm. in engravings, they're in songs, mm-hmm. they're in they're in tales. I think there must be some hermit type figures yes. living in the woods, um, you know, in, in absolute poverty. Starving, growing fine hair all over uh, their bodies, <laughs> and mushrooms in their ears, uh, um, and and being ridiculed and ostracised by everyone else. Yeah, I, and and I, I, yeah, I know how they feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, if the cost of living crisis does increase, I th- yeah. um, I think there probably will be more Woodrow sightings as people drop off the grid and just go and eat acorns and um, and llamas and. Uh, partridges in in Yellowham yeah. Forest, but um, 
uh, I'm afraid I'm not convinced that there's anything around anymore. It was it was good. It was great fun to go and have a look. Though. It was good to go we and look for them and um, check out our YouTube video. Yeah, and if anything, um, the Woodrows cemented Martin Davis' friendship. So there, there is um, <laughs> there is that. Yes. That's the end of uh, this episode of uh, Dark Darset. If you've got any anything weird from Dorset and around Dorset you think we should do some investigation on, please let us know. You can email us at uh, darkdarset at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and talk to us on there at darkdarset, which is, um, I should spell that, D-A-R-Z-E-T. However, you've downloaded this, you can look at the title <laughs> and the logo. Um, uh, yeah, but until next time, um, happy day. Bye-bye. Stay weird. Thank you, bye. Bye. If you know of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdorset at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdorset. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Something which we um, expo- ex- expostulated. I can't master word for it. We something which we we thought about um, off the back of that. But I was trying to use a, a long word there. Ex- expo- I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm, so I'm, if, yes, if I'm halfway through this bottle of beer, and I I can't I can't say ex- expostulated. I don't know. If if, if, if.